何を見てそれほどまでに恐怖しているのだ Hello everyone and welcome back to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry and as always I am joined by the ever quotable Jay. Kariwa soro o sorte iro nanika o menikata. Kariwa kyofu o kanjite nanika o mita. I think you did good, but I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. To be I apologize、fair. if I fucked that all up.、Uh, that translates into they didn't see something that terrifies them. They saw something because they were terrified.、Uh, yeah. And it's supposed to sound like this. So that was the best my white ass could do. Fair enough. We are also joined by the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. I'm strangely aroused right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't do fucking Asian porn with the volume on. <laughs> the turn on. I only watch it because it makes me feel bigger in the pants than fucking every other porn. But I've never been that aroused by something that quickly before like that. You know what I'm saying? I need to find me some good Japanese porn. Oh my god. What the fucking. Oh, there's a. You need to start watching all the fucking、um, weird underground Japanese splatter flicks like the fucking、um, Doll of Tumbling Flesh and the, the Guinea Pig <laughs> movies and stuff.、Okay. All the weird shit. Man, they got some weird shit over there. So, anyway,、uh, Jay, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week, I started my 31 Days of Horror Challenge and. As I said on the last show, or was it the, the KFC that I said it on? Either way, I said it on something, so if you were watching, you would know <laughs>、uh, that I'm doing series of movies. And so I've watched. What have I watched already? I don't even fucking remember. Where's my little notepad? I probably should have had this ready to go.、Uh, I watched the first three Hatchet movies, and I watched both I Know What You Did Last Summer movies, and I'm in the middle of watching the Feast movies. I have Feast three to watch tonight, and then I'll be. On to Urban Legend after that.、Uh, and then I got a tattoo. Not horror related, but that was fun. Yeah, he got a tattoo on his ass. On my ass. It was actually. Of Jerry's face. I wish kissing it was on Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> you mother. Fucker. <laughs> I will fucking come and cut that skin off of you and make、uh, you can eat. Can we it. film it and put it on our YouTube? <laughs> I got a new one. drug Jerry. I think we need to drug Jerry and fucking put the Freddy Krueger nursery rhyme on there. Oh, God. <laughs> Down his leg or something like that. We just got to get Reese to agree to never tell him it's there, like on his ass, and then he'll never see it. <laughs> How do you know I don't take pictures of my ass? I know, because I haven't gotten any. Just because I don't send them to you, don't mean I ain't sending it to all these other podcast hosts. Oh, I feel sad now.、Uh, ask, ask Watson what kind of pictures he gets. Yeah, you're definitely a whore. You sure do get around. Yeah, we'll get into that. But,、uh, Kenneth, what have you been up to?、Uh, well, you know, while everybody else is doing 31 Days of Horror, I suddenly have decided to take on the task of watching all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in order. Fair enough.、Oh, Now, are you doing them in chronological order or in release order? I'm trying to do them in chronological order, but I don't want to take on the task. Of watching all the TV shows and shit. Not enough. Get the TV shows. I'm only talking movies. So, like, you watched Captain America first? Yep. Okay. So, that's、uh, why you were texting me this morning about Thor. I'm over there, like, 
at work trying to get shit done, and I've just got Kenneth going, do you have Thor? Is he doing <laughs> your voodoo? Yeah, I have right. them all, but I'm pretty sure I gave away all the digital codes already. That's lame. Well, it was before I even knew you. But yeah, you knew me, you motherfucker. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I did that, and then I watched uh, Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk. Uh, and that's the reason why I wanted Thor. Um, and then Iron Man too. So I'm trying to watch them in close to chronological order as possible. Uh, but yeah, I decided to do that and I've been playing the shit out of doom. Doom. I started playing, uh, amnesia, the dark descent. That's a very creepy game. I started playing with myself. Mm. Uh, I did that like, uh, let's see, I'm 32. So maybe 25 years ago. I, I hadn't done it till today. I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> so uh yeah is amnesia on the ps4 yes it was this month's free ps plus game i wonder if i still right, have right, PS plus. Right. next to uh metal gear solid 5 but yeah it's it's pretty creepy i've played it played about two or three four hours of it is that uh, uh, is it still there for <laughs> free download yeah just it was just this month so you got all the way okay. until uh november to download it yeah all right, cool. Yeah, because I'm gonna download it and then, uh, so I'll check that one out. Yeah, it actually comes with all three of the Amnesia games too. So there's that a lot other of content that, there. The other one that I downloaded was um, just, 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 it was one. Of, it was one of the PlayStation Plus games. Um, that's, uh, that's, it's like this chick's diary or something. I don't know. And Frank, if you go through, oh, no, Gone Home. No, it's not Gone. Gone Home, home to the to the attic with Anne Frank. That's the end of the, the game. Is in the attic. Who? Amy's in but the attic. I'll text it. I'll text it to you later. Is it Amy's in it's, the attic? It's one of those games that comes in episodes, like the Telltale series. Oh, you're talking about uh, Life is Strange. That yes. Life is Strange to a porn addict in the attic. <laughs> I'm gonna make an Anne Frank porn just for you. Flowers in the attic. Uh, that anyway. was. Should have been more like porn, but it wasn't. Jerry, what are you going to say about Doom? Uh, Doom Doom 2016 is really good, but I fucking suck at it, and I have to play on the, like, I'm a pussy level. (laughs) (laughs) It's really fucking sad, especially since I'm so good at Doom 1 and Doom 2. For me to be this terrible at a Doom game makes me fucking cry. Yeah, well, this one's an actual 3D, so. Well, go fuck yourself. I'm just learning the damn how to do combos and shit like that, man. Because when you do like the rune challenges on it, it it helps you learn how to be able to do the run gun and shit like that. Yep, I've gone through a couple of them. I don't know how far I got in the game, but anyway. So I've also been doing the October movies, but um, I started late because of I had inventory at work, so I've gotten seven done. I've gotten uh, the Fog, John Carpenter's The Fog. That movie holds up really well. Um, Deep Blue Sea. Holds up really well, in my opinion, with some of the CGI looking terrible. But uh, all the real, like, um, shark scenes where they're using, like, an actual prop look fantastic. Dog Soldiers, my Blu-ray of Dog Soldier looks like shit. Uh, It's not the Scream Factor release. It's the first release, and it looks like fucking garbage. Um, But the movie's amazing and holds up very well. I watched Amityville 2, The Possession, on VHS, and uh, that's good. Anytime you can throw a little brother-sister fucking in there, it's always good. Bait 3D, um, fantastic. 
Executive Koala, which I will get into here in a moment, and Marabito, because I'm counting it because I uh, I did rewatch it this week for this show. So, which Amityville movie is it where the 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 the, the like the objects are possessed? I don't know. Most of the Amityville movies are fucking terrible. Amityville Two is the best Amityville. Movie. I just remember it from when I was a. I just remember it from when I was a kid, and hell, Amityville 2 might be the one I'm talking about. No, Amityville 2 this, is the, um, about the DeFeos. Well, this old lady had a lamp. William DeFeo? <laughs> no. And she, this old lady had a lamp, and she cut herself on the lamp, and it fucked her, and it fucked her hand up real bad because the lamp was possessed. At <laughs> least I think that was an Amityville. I was like, damn, she got fucked by a lamp? Like, vaginally or anally? Was the lamp on? That sounds painful. <laughs> right, that doesn't sound like uh, Amityville. That sounds like uh, sounds like you I don't you, know. you uh, downloaded Amityville the the prostitution. <laughs> the the prostitution. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and now now I've got this strange fucking visual of a lamp with a broken bulb fucking somebody. How did what Grandma die? <laughs> well, Grandma got fucked by a lamp to death. You can read about it in Stephen King's new novel. He uses 27 <laughs> pages to describe it. Uh, fuck. Oh. Anyway, so with that, <laughs> with that said, um, we have a Patreon uh, pick that I've got a review from our good buddy, 10 out of 10 Derek, from the Cinema Attack podcast, um, which is rebuilding. They're, re- they're going to be Cinema Attack 2. The second coming. Revenge. The revenge. The <laughs> I like possession. adding the revenge on the, any second. I add revenge on uh, movies that are the fourth in the series out of respect for Jaws the Revenge. The third best Jaws movie. Um, so I thought you were talking about Halloween. Was the fourth one called that? The Revenge? I didn't. Halloween 4 is not called Halloween 4. I thought it was the, the Return. I thought it was The Returns. Like it may have been part five that was the revenge. I think Halloween oh. five is just Halloween five. Uh, guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Will the real Michael Myers please stand up? For real. So, Executive Koala. Halloween four is called The Return of Michael Myers. The Return. Halloween it's... five is called The Revenge of Michael Myers. So, <laughs> ah, fuck you. You're still wrong. You, you, didn't give the full, you didn't give the full title. Yeah, but I still said it may have been five. <laughs> yeah, but you're still wrong just because you're, you're, I don't have to. Just shut up. Just go back. ahead. Just fucking shut up. <laughs> so, Executive Koala, um, it's a movie. It's, it's a, a movie. It's like a really weird hand job. You're 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 not you're not mad that it happened. Is it like a hand job from your sister? No, because those are pretty good. Um, <laughs> a hand job is if a hand job is still a hand job, no matter who it's from, it's still decent. You okay. know? This movie is like when you give yourself a stranger while watching okay. VR porn. If a hand job by any other person were still, hand, it would still be a hand job or some shit like that. What I don't the know. Fuck are you talking about? I'm over here. I'm just stuck on VR hand porn. jobs now. Okay. I don't care about <laughs> VR porn. I just. Anyway, so the movie's like a, a fucking weird hand job. You're 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 cool that it happened, but you're really not looking for a, a second helping. Um This movie involves a koala in a suit who's an executive at a some fucking place that sells pickles. So um, he's 
the character is supposed to be a koala then, like an actual yes. anthropomorphic koala. Yes. Like Zootopia? Okay. Yeah, except in the real world. But there's okay. also a, uh, a real world bunny and a real world frog. The bunny works at the same company and he's like the president. And the frog works at a convenience store. And, I don't know, is really nice but also subliminally fucks with people or something. I'm trying to figure out how to describe this movie without giving it away. But basically, Koala um, is fucking... His wife disappeared three years ago. Or his fiance disappeared three years ago or some shit. And now he's banging this other chick. And then she fucking gets murdered. And What the, animal is the chick that he's banging? What? What animal is the chick that he's banging? Human. She's oh, interspecies erotica. Awesome. Yeah, uh, human, 100% human. Um, and so, and, and the whole movie goes in from there, but it it has this really, really weird fucking turn uh, halfway through the movie, and then after that, everything goes fucking wacky, with the end being this really lame uh, Street Fighter 2-like fight scenes that are fucking awful. Oh, that sounds great. So Jay, upset I, I didn't get a chance to watch this. You should watch this, Jay. Uh, I don't know how you'll feel about it. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Because. Sounds like you're about to throw up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like thinking about it again, it wasn't, it was not a good movie. Like, I don't think this was a good movie. I think it was trying to be funny and it just wasn't funny. I don't think the koala suits, the koala suit worked. I think the fucking twist at the ends were fucking horrible and stupid. And this is a movie you watch to just kind of laugh. Like, at stupid shit. Like, there's a point where they go to a prison. And the prison, in subtitles, is called Alcatrazu Prison. Like, instead of Alcatraz, <laughs> it was Alcatrazu or some shit. And it's just fucking weird. And at certain points... The koala acts all fucking weird and his eyes like blink red like there's a little red LED in there that just blinks. And he like just kind of slides across the screen with weird music playing. Um, You're the one who's into these weird Japanese movies. I'm into the weird Japanese movies. And we'll get into one. But this is just fucking wacky. Like I'm into weird and this is wacky. This is like if I get enough. That's fair. If I get a weird hand job, I'm cool with it. That's a story. The next day I can call <laughs> Kenneth and be like, Kenneth, you're not going to believe what happened. There was <laughs> a fucking cantaloupe and KY and a hand. And uh, uh, this all happened while I was watching uh, a fucking German Impressionist movie. I don't know what the <laughs> name of it is, but it did involve Satan, a, a juju bean, and a bucket of corn. And I got a hand job this whole time. It was really fucking weird. But I think I saw God. <laughs> this movie, on the other hand, is just wacky. Fucking uh, Darth Vader force chokes a stormtrooper and he says, Harder, Daddy. And you're like, that's fucking funny. It's wacky. Except you've already heard that joke 200 times and now it's not funny or original. It just seems like someone wanted to make a twist on it, so they were like, well, fuck it. Someone's a koala. It's fuck. It's just weird. It's, it's fucking uh, weird. If you want to watch Executive Koala, 
go right ahead. It might be up your alley. If you like shot out wacky comedy, you'll like it. But to me, sometimes it just it wasn't there. Jay, I hope you watch it because the. the For those t- of you listening at home, I was supposed to watch this with Jerry. I wasn't required to, but I wanted to because it sounded ridiculous. And because Shudder is fucking stupid, I missed my opportunity. So I had my tattoo today, and it was a long tattoo, so I had time to watch one movie today. So last night, I was going to watch our movie, The Marabito, with uh, a friend of mine, but it the one on Shudder is in only in Japanese with no subtitles for whatever reason. And so I had to watch the movie today on my computer instead so I could see it with the subtitles. Uh, so I missed my opportunity to watch two movies. Yeah, and... Shudder, get your shit together. Who the fuck puts like you're in America? You're you were only in America, North America. You were in the United States and Canada. Okay, if you put a fucking movie that is a foreign language on there, like let the right one in, you put the fucking English subtitles on there, like you did proper. But no, for Marabito, they were just like. No, fuck you. And then when you go to try to select subtitles or language, it tells you there are no subtitles and it is in English. Yeah. It is not in fucking English. Like, I, I like Shudder is a great service. I will say for the money, Shudder is a fucking fantastic service for horror fans. But sometimes they just have really weird quirks. And I'm sure that this is just a mistake and they don't know. And I'll send them an email talking about how amazing they are and how they just need to fix this one small thing. And then they'll give me Shudder for free for the rest of my life. I'm sure that's how this is going to happen. Well, that's the same thing with my tattoo. I'm just going to get free Bandai games for the rest of my life. I hope you do, actually. Um, So, yeah. Um, But there's some weird shit going on in this Koala movie. Um, And here's my thing. I have read that this is a true fact that koalas have chlamydia. So, does the two chicks he banged have chlamydia now? Probably. And here's my other thing. Why would you want to marry a koala? Koalas eat their own young. They are cannibals. Why would you want to That's have... That's a like, bad thing? Have, it is when it's your fucking child. You're not a shark. You're a, you're a human. You don't pick your mates based off if they're going to eat your young. They moved to China. If, if this if this was in China, it would be executive panda bear, and it would be okay. <laughs> that would I got with him because they'll eat our young. We don't even have to wear condoms. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, I do want to say think? one pimp ass thing about this movie is the opening credits mimic uh, the original Ultraman TV show credits, and I thought that was really fucking cool. Um, oh, speaking of Ultraman, completely off topic, but you said Ultraman. Uh, a friend of mine sent me an uh, advertisement for a stage show in Japan or wherever it is. I'm pretty sure it's Japan. It's like an Ultraman stage show, and they've got people in all kinds of different Ultraman costumes. Oh, like so down. jumping around and martial arting with people in rubber monster outfits. And it just looks oh. like an awesome way to do a martial arts slash gymnastics display. That's awesome. Have you ever watched Kaiju Big Battle? That sounds so familiar. It's It's a bunch of people who dress up as Kaiju and wrestle. It is it is like WWF meets Kaiju. That's it is, awesome. It is hilarious. I have one of the DVDs. It's fucking great. I need to I need to watch this. I want to. We should we should riff that for one of our KFC episodes. 
So, okay. Derek, uh, I watched your fucking movie. <laughs> you bastard. Uh, I'm not mad at you for choosing it. I'm not sure why you thought I would like it. Like, this is a koala who, as a kid, like, burned down an old lady's house. As a teenager, he apparently, like, raped three schoolgirls. And what then the he, hell? he beat some dude until he was a cripple. Um, that koala's an asshole. Like, he's, like, it's weird. It's fucking weird. And then there's a Korean dude who knows, uh, like, magical Korean martial arts that's fucking, like, one of their superpowers is apparently resurrection. Does twice he kick ass for the Lord? Or something. I, I, he kicks ass for Samsung. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, overall, uh, 2.5 out of 5. It's it, it's just not me. It's not my cup of tea. It's um it's too wacky and too just fucking stupid. The storyline's stupid. The plot the plot is stupid. The fucking twist is stupid. Um. In a in a world where there is life size or human sized koala frogs and uh, bunnies, none of this is believable. And that's with <laughs> accepting that there are human-sized versions of these. Also, I find it really weird that they, like, emphasize that the koala sweats a lot. Even though you obviously can't see any sweat. But he's, like, giving a presentation. He's just constantly wiping himself down in the middle of a presentation. I guess because he has fur on and he's wearing a suit. It's the joke. It's a dumb joke. They should, they should feel bad. That's what I'm saying. So, that's... That's our Patreon pick. If you want to make me, Kenneth, or Jay watch a movie, you can donate to our Patreon and make that happen. There are some rules, though. It has to be something that is available on a streaming service for us to watch. It needs to be available on Amazon Prime, Shudder, Hulu, or Netflix. Or HBO, in my case. Or I think we all have HBO, too. I don't know how much horror HBO has, but if you want to make us watch one of those, you you can pick one of us. Throw us the movie. We'll watch it and review it. We might love it. We might hate it. We might talk about weird fucking koala sex. <laughs> and Ultraman stage shows. Al- that's the way we fucking go yeah. on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Where movies about koalas turn into fucking Ultraman stage shows. <laughs> yeah. I would rather watch an Ultraman stage show. Well, who wouldn't? That's also true. I fucking love Ultraman. So anyway, uh, our movie tonight Another movie in this trilogy of underground worlds is Marabito from 2004. Uh, Marabito is directed by the same man who brought you The Grudge and The Grudge. (laughs) Which I thought was funny. He actually um, filmed this. That explains. Literally, like, right after he filmed The Grudge. Also... He filmed this movie in just eight days. I can see that. This that nine, makes sense, yeah, too. Yeah, well, there's movie. only, like, three locations. Uh, I feel like there's a little more than that. Well, I mean, most of it takes place in the dude's apartment. Then there's, like, the underground and the few times he's outside. Yeah, but there's a couple of places outside. He doesn't kill both the chicks in the same place. I guess. I'm just saying. I'm lumping outside as outside. Oh, I'm lumping it all as one place thing because it all takes place on Earth. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
what? I'm just. I will the, give credit though that, I mean, you got to take into consideration that it's really not other than that scene that I'm actually watching right now, where uh, Buddy's walking downstairs, walking down in the, uh, you know, underground with the uh, guy with the glasses. There's really not a whole lot of dialogue, like acting dialogue in this movie. No, it's, it's more a lot of, him, of voiceovers. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say it's mostly him just narrating his own his own story. Yeah, this movie is filled with just fucking random voiced over monologues. Right. So That's actually one of the things I like about it. I actually agree. I kind of like how the film looks and how it flows because it, it is kind of uneasy and it, it, it looks amateurish while also being professional, which I think lends to the experience that you're supposed to get with this movie. I actually right. did enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, so... Marabito is a movie in 2000 from 2004, and it follows a character named uh, Masako, who wants to see true terror. He is a he is a freelance cameraman who is looking to find the true terror that he has seen in other people's eyes. So, first of all, Marabito, what this word means is it is an ancient Japanese word referring to a supernatural being who comes from afar, bringing gifts of wisdom. Spiritual knowledge and happiness. This mm-hmm. movie uh, has some interesting influences. Um, you have influences coming from H.P. Lovecraft, and you have influences coming from the Shaver Mysteries, which Jesus Christ, that was a a fucking rabbit hole. I did not want to go down. So, did y'all catch that when they were talking about uh, Richard Shaver? And it was when he's talking to the fucking guy in the glasses who stabbed himself in the eye, Faroki. And they're talking about the hollow earth theory. And they're talking about a guy named Richard Shaver. And they say, I saw the conversation. I had no idea what it was a reference to. So I didn't, I I had to look it up because I was like, what are they? What the fuck? I know the hollow earth theory. I know. Yes, that I knew. So I looked it up and okay, there's this guy. Um, who wrote all these weird science fiction stories and he they weren't stories. He wrote about this underground society um, of like, basically he claimed to have discovered an uh, ancient language he called Mantong. And it was like a proto-human language and it was a source of, source of all of our languages. Except that each sound had a hidden meaning and by applying a formula to it, to like any language, any word in the language, you could decode some secret meaning. Um, and the editor who ended up turning his all his stuff into like actual stories said he believed them because this formula worked. So, uh, he sent the editor a 10,000 word document called A Warning to Future Man. Where he said an advanced prehistoric race had built cavern cities inside the Earth before abandoning Earth for another planet due to damaging radiation from the sun. Um, some of them remained and like were noble and human, and they were called Taros. Um, and while most of those de- degenerated over time into a population of a mentally impaired sadist known as Daros, which is short for detrimental robots uh these were not robots as like mechanical but they were more, like i'm staring at my cell phone robot yeah more they were robot like due to their savage behavior 
Like, they didn't have empathy. Um, and then he would claim that these, like, fucking Daros would, like, kidnap people and kill people and rape women and shit. Uh, it was crazy. Um, so I had to look into all that, and, uh, that's what they were talking about, this guy. And that's why you're the host, and I'm just a co-host. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just about to say, you know, this is, uh, definitely probably gonna run up my Amazon account. Yeah, this I, like looking into it and just reading about it. It's 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 out there because later on he claimed to to paint these stones that were like interpretations of stuff. It's weird. And then of course you have the hollow earth theory, which uh, some people believe that the earth is hollow like an egg, and some people believe there's caverns. Some people believe there's mole men under there, lizard people under there, Nazis under there, all Morlocks. kinds of stuff. But to me, what I find the most interesting is. The Hollow Earth inside this movie actually seems like it would be very similar to the two other movies we're doing. Digging, digging Up the Mirror, which we already did, and Nightbreed. These- actually, you know what this reminded me of when I was watching him walk around in there? It reminded me of how the uh, how Clive Barker described the hell slash interdimension in the Scarlet Gospels. Really, him just walking around the caverns until he walked into the mountains of madness. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it reminded me. Of. Interesting. So, Kenneth, are you dying over there? Is someone chewing their way out of your brain? <laughs> oh. Why? What do you hear? I'm the marabito. I'm hearing some kind of weird scratching noise, like you hear when you have a bug in your ear trying to claw out um, of you. Oh God. Nah. That's the worst sensation in the world. Wait, why are you putting lotion on your hands while, while we're fighting? <laughs> because he doesn't want to get absolutely... the hose again. Because <laughs> all bullshit aside, I, that, that, to me, that is one of the worst feelings is when my hands get dry. I can't stand it. It drives me insane. All righty then. So you know who else is insane? Our fucking main character. Um, <laughs> yeah. So No fucking shit, Sherlock. That was one of my favorite things about this movie is... They like if you pay attention at the beginning of the movie, they straight up say he's supposed to be on Prozac, and he just stops taking yes. his medicine. He, he says that. Yeah, he's like I need my serotonin levels, and so that made me. I started paying attention to that kind of stuff, but I still got kind of lost when I got uh, when we got to the end of this fucking movie. <laughs> so okay, so so basically, these are the events that this movie takes place. If you've never seen Marabito. Uh, there is a guy uh, named Masuku who wants to find terror and he's always recording shit with his camera. And he catches a guy in a subway who commits suicide by stabbing himself in the fucking eyeball. I wish um, we'd gotten to see that all the way through, by the way. Yeah, that would have been cool, but like they didn't have the budget for that. For sh- like, I don't, I don't even know if they had a budget. Um <laughs> And so he figures out that this guy, whatever he terrified him, he wants to find that. And whatever terrified Furoki was underground. I don't know how he came to this, but he came to this. So he goes mm-hmm. underground and he meets this homeless person who kind of tells him, watch out for the Darrows. They'll suck your blood dry. Um, and he keeps going, and then Faroki shows back up, and he's like, Faroki, you're fucking dead. What are you doing? Um, and he tells him about all the underground stuff we were just talking about. Um, Faroki eventually disappears. 
uh, fucking Masuko keeps walking until he eventually finds an opening in the caverns that actually leads to the Mountains of Madness. While in this Mountain of Madness, he finds a young naked lady who he starts calling F. And he takes F home. Ooh, and, and Right? Okay, did y'all find... Okay, I found it really... I feel like in most movies, in this situation, there would be... The guy would have some kind of like sexual attraction to the, 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 the lady thing, Dero creature thing. Um, and would try to fuck it or fall in love with it or something. But, like, at no point do you ever feel like he feels anything sexual towards her. But there are times where, like, there is, like, some kind of weird, overly sexual thing going on. But it's never from his point of view. Hmm. Like, when, like, she's sucking the blood all over his finger... You never right. like it, it. It it screams like sexual, or there's times where he's like the camera's panning down her body, but you never feel like it, anything anything is sexual coming from him. That's I would agree with you. Actually, that's uh, that's a good observation. And I feel like in yeah, the, in, especially when she's like sucking on one of them bottles, not uh, just his fingers or his hand or whatever. You're when right. She's sucking on one of them bottles, dude. God damn. She is going to town. Yeah, she and I and I imagine that the director did that on purpose. I mean, you know, it's and I don't mean from a fucking absolutely perverse standpoint, but I mean there there had to have been something there yeah. that was being told about it. So what you're bringing up and that and how it was done all done all the way around, there's got to be something that he was trying to convey. That yeah. I don't know if you've got it, but I, I thought about it. I think it's a clue. I think it's a clue that this is his daughter. Is what I think, which we'll get into that whole mystery here in a moment. Um, so he takes her home. Uh, she won't eat. She won't drink. He gets a phone call from a mysterious man in black. Um, and the phone call is basically saying, um, you're uh, killing someone, her. Someone's there who should not be there and you're killing her. And he's also so you have the man in black and there's also this other woman who's following him in a brown like raincoat trench, trench leather, coat yeah. raincoat trench coat mafia some shit um and so he goes out walking again he films a dude on accident and the dude just like kind of beats the shit out of him and breaks his camera for no fucking reason this dude was literally the biggest asshole ever well, he wants the tape yeah I know but for what like what why like because he was, he, was just he had him jerking off on it, and he knew that. Oh, was he walking around playing a little pocket pool? <laughs> Damn, I, didn't I don't actually. That. There is actually no reason. Yeah. So, uh, I hate saying Japanese names. Uh, Musica, Mousica, Musica. I don't know. Let's say it's fucking. There's name. like a ten minute scene with him teaching her how to say his name. Come on, man. I was not listening to him talk at that point. Also, I can't pronounce his name either. <laughs> yeah, Mouska, Moussaka, Mousica. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he cuts his finger on this, and this is very important because he goes back to the, to the apartment, and she sees the blood and starts going to town. I mean, like, Sophie D was watching that and taking notes on how to suck dick. <laughs> she went to fucking town on that finger. Oh, my God. 
Um, so uh, he he finally figures out that that blood is what she wants. Um, he goes back out and he's confronted by the woman who is now claiming that your daughter is missing, Fuyumi is missing, which is you know why aren't you acting like you know him? Um, he gets away from her, come home, house is, doors busted open, house is a wreck, F is gone, he goes out looking for her, man in black shows up again, F comes back home, he goes back home, he leaves the house again, his wife follows him, his wife is like, or his ex-wife is like, why are you treating my shit, why are you ignoring me? He just keeps walking, goes to a little place, unzips his fucking bag, takes the camera out, starts filming, and then just stabs her. Like, did not see that coming. It I kind of had a feeling. Yeah, I had a kind of feeling. I had a feeling that that is what was going to happen because, you know, it, it it's one of those typical things that happens in in movies like this where you know, uh, the main part of where you've got something at home that you got to kill somebody else to feed. You know, kind of like the little shock of horrors effect. Yeah. You know, so I was I was actually kind of just waiting on that, and you know, and and then with the way that this story pans out, man, when she was sitting there saying that she was his wife or whatever, I was thinking that she was the crazy one. Yeah, it it really is because like even with the Prozac thing, you don't really think he's crazy. There are a few times where they kind of show you like before the guy breaks his camera and he's walking around, people's faces yeah, are glitching people's out. Yeah, people's faces are blurring out. But you're in, but you're not seeing it from his point of view because you're kind of right behind him, so mm-hmm. like it almost just looks like an artistic choice. But I think it is supposed to be showing his disconnecting with reality. Um, so he kills her and he just starts draining her blood out in public. You can see other people just walking around. He's just kind of like I thought that was semi, awesome, semi hidden. Um, so he fills up a bunch of blood so he can feed F. It then goes to him finding another chick who is like a high school chick or a college girl or something like that. And obviously they're about to film some pornographic stuff. And then he just slits her fucking throat. Um, yeah, that sucked, man. I was just like, how come he couldn't have done the pornographic stuff first? Because he cause, wasn't sexually interested. He wanted to feed his monster. Yeah, he doesn't care about sex. He doesn't care about drugs. He doesn't care about anything except trying to find But he's fear. a filmmaker. He's got to think about his he, audience. He's not a filmmaker. He's a cameraman. That's different. He's, he's, looking, he's not looking for sex. He's looking for the fear that is in her eyes. He wants that fear. He, that's the only thing he wants to record is that fear. And it's so great, that scene, because it goes from that fear in her face. He turns the camera around, and it's just his dead pan vision fucking face. And it's just, he's, he's I, I like, like, I the don't part even know where myself. She reached, where she reached through the grates right there. Did y'all catch that? What do you mean? Where it's like when he when he killed that girl, and then and then it showed the the camera scene where like the camera was outside of that little thing that they were in, and the word "deep" was written on the uh, on the side of the wall from the outside of it. Are you talking about the next day when he's filming it for the news station? And her hands no, came that out? that night. That oh, night. I must have missed that. Right. Yeah. That night is like when right after he he kills her and then the or he's stabbing her and she's still alive or slitting her throat or whatever. You see the blood fly up on the camera. He turns the camera around. Well, then the actual movie shot is outside of that little area. 
and you can see her sticking her hand through the little thing that the next day you see her hand hanging out and you can oh, see her stick her okay. hand through it I will, i'll have to i'll have to check that out because that was really cool because he because that whole i really liked that whole scene especially when it goes to his blank face and he's just like i don't recognize myself anymore showing that he's going right. further and further and further in this um, so he's filming her, and another cool scene when he's filming for the news station, you get to see the girl he just killed as a ghost, which was pretty cool. Then we go into an awkward thing of him trying to teach F to stand and walk, um, and he takes her walking around outside, which looks really fucking awkward. Um, he even brought one of her bottles of blood, which I thought was funny. Go back home, he's feeding her with her own blood. He then just, up out of nowhere, takes a train anywhere. He He... He, he's just a small town man, okay. <laughs> he's taking a train going anywhere. <laughs> um, and so he goes to this random place. The ghost man shows back up and basically does another weird talk about did you forget you're from the ocean and that fear you want is because it's unknown and that fear is an ancient wisdom. Just some really weird shit. Um, but then we get a oh, scene yeah. of his new house, and I like his new house. Because it's just a bunch of fucking cardboard out in the, that's, in the dude, woods. Dude, that's, that's ingenuity right there. Yeah, he's he's pretty set up for himself. Um, and in this, we, we actually get confirmation about him like going between the real world and like his fantasy world. Because he admits to killing his wife, treating his daughter like an animal, and killing the other girl. And he basically is saying, I'm going insane, and I'm doing all of this just so I can feel fear. And he's walking, and he sees two Darrow, uh, which are the white powdered albino. Um, it kind of reminds me of the scene of the tribe from Ace Frontier Two. You know what I'm talking about, where they're mm-hmm. all using all that white powder. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they throw um, the spears at him, and yeah. he's got to fight the the other one, and then he's got both the spears. In his I didn't leg. know the Watuku <laughs> were fighters. <laughs> so good Um, so he goes following them but there's a phone that rings um, and when he picks up the phone all I can hear is the whining of the Darrow which sounds like a fucking dog whining Um, he drops the phone now did y'all notice the picture on the phone I (laughs) did indeed it shows him in direct fear and I am almost positive that is the same shot that they use at the very end of the film of the movie. Yes, <laughs> that was my thought. It's also the beginning of the movie too. Oh, is yeah, it? it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, I never noticed that. Um, so, and in that picture, you can see he has the same kind of fear in his eyes that he's been looking for. So he runs back home because he's like that creature is still in my apartment, and he rides the elevator with his ghost wife. Um, he's got tons of mail because he's irresponsible. And uh, he goes in with the blade out. F is on the floor looking bad. He's like, oh, she must be hibernating. And I'm like, how did you get that she's hibernating? She's fucking dying. Hey, whatever. <laughs> you know? I mean, if that's, if that's the first thing that comes to your mind when there's a there's a person that is, you know, slipping. I was <laughs> slipping away. Then, hey, man, more power yeah. to you, I guess. So he cuts his mouth and, she, and F basically makes out with him. Um, and it's just... Yeah, I don't know why he decided to cut his mouth of all places. I don't know either. Um, but it is really nice music behind it. Like, it, this, this is really calm, serene music with light piano as she is just going to town 
like tongue fucking his face. You want to know how I got these scars? For real? <laughs> I fed my daughter. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to a static screen, and then we go back to the subway. Uh, it cuts back to the apartment being abandoned, but you can see see the the film of them walking down the subway stairs in the background on the monitor. And I really she, like that. Yeah, and she's holding the camera now. And he's just like, I need no human words now. They go back to the Mountains of Madness where he found her. And it is just her smiling at him, back to being naked, while he just has this like crazy look of fear on his eye. In his eyes. And that's the end of the movie. So I, just, yeah. I did not get the end, man. Nope, I'm very confused. Jerry, explain it. Okay. Yeah, for real, because I just did not get it. Like I, the, so what? What I, what I was able to put together, and you can tell me if I'm way off base or a little hitting home. Well, there was first that. Off, let me tell you, there is no explanation for this movie from the director. So all I have is my theory, and I've got okay. things in the movies that like back up my theory. Well, I know my, I know my thing is incomplete, so I'm going to say mine, and then you tell me how close it is okay. to being around yours. Okay, you're so, wrong. Friday the 13th is way better than Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street is garbage. Get the fuck out. Oh, wait. Uh, topic. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Jesus. I can't. I'm just so happy that we're doing a movie that I actually like. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Two shit movies that you've recommended. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, I actually I'm just being, I'm just being mean. Oh it's not God. really shit. So anyway, uh, the way I see it is he's just fucking batshit, and inventing the underground people is a way for him to cope with all this bullshit. And that he like like he said he killed his wife and he treated his daughter like an animal and there is no monster, there is no underground world. He's just fucking batshit. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, but like obviously, like you don't have any of like the the real stuff right here. Like, why did he go crazy? Why did he choose to stop taking his pills? Why did I he thought he was to, crazy at the start? Of it. Uh, well, we don't know when he started, when he stopped taking his Prozac. It could have been a little bit before. Um, but here's here's what I've got. So he is obsessed with fear. That is his obsession. Now, what we don't know is when did this obsession come from, but he does talk about how he's always looking into the paranormal, always looking into weirder things, and he is now, and he talks about how, like, he was filming that that one girl in the window, and by filming her, he saved her soul, which to me is is, um, saying that he is already kind of starting to go a little crazy. Um... Either that or the the man's suicide in the subway is what really kind of pushes him over the edge because he latches onto this thought of what is the what is he seeing that that strikes so much fear in him that he he can't live he has to kill himself what does that to someone and he obsesses with it because uh, because a lot of times someone who has a mental inst- instability will latch onto something and obsess over it. And that's what he's doing. He's obsessing over it so much to the, to the point that he does get completely delusional. And he talks about when he goes in the underground with like that homeless person and how that homeless person has chosen to disassociate with the world. He's not talking about the homeless person. He's talking about himself. He's choosing to disassociate himself with the world 
Because if he throws away this human aspect of him, he can find that fear. If he goes all the way back to primal instincts, he will find that fear. So he has to go back to a place where that doesn't exist. He has to go into the unknown again. And that's where he concocts this underground world. And so he, he goes into he goes into the subways. He's basically really just walking the subways for who knows how long until he gets so delusional um, from not being on his medicine that he sees this shit. Um, and you know he's crazy because anyone else would have sold that Prozac for money. Like, I don't think you can sell Prozac for money. Oh, yes, you can. You can sell every drug. What, is it, what does it do? It doesn't matter what it does. It matters what you say it does. I didn't take mine either. Well, like, I, I've got an extra bottle of weaker antidepressants when they up my meds. If I can sell them, shits, I'm down. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone on the black market who's buying those because they can't afford... There's some fucking... Uh, Hell yeah, don't you live close to Seattle? Shop. Yeah, you live in Seattle. Just go to any coffee shop and be like, who needs script? I got you, fam. Like, you'll find <laughs> someone. There's plenty of drug a, addicts in Seattle. I'm going to make a fucking Craigslist ad. Hey, millennials can't afford health care because of Trump. <laughs> I got you. I got you, fam. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you anyway. Fire. They'll so, have you calm and loving but, life in no time. Yeah, here's the thing. Oh, yeah. You won't even care about a safe space. <laughs> he didn't go into the, the, the tunnels and find this world. He went to the tunnels and went back to a place he knows and he kidnapped his daughter. And he took his daughter and locked her back up the house and treats her like a pet and starves her, will, refuses to give her a drink, refuses to give her food, and will only give her her blood because he's, once again, he's trying to see that fear. He is actually trying to see that fear in his in his his daughter's eyes but we're seeing it through his delusions of he found this being from a from from a different uh species or that she was human but she was raised by the darrows um so it's 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 one of those movies where it's constantly cutting between reality and and his fantasy the only problem is is, is this one plays his fantasy for reality so you kind of have to piece together that he straight up kidnapped his fucking daughter, is starving her. When his wife gets too close to figuring out, he kills her. He kills the other chick just because she was there and he could and he wanted to see the fear. He's doing everything in this movie because he's trying to figure out what he can do to get to that fear. So, okay, let me kill someone. Let me kidnap someone's daughter. Let me kidnap someone and entrap them and starve them. Doing all this stuff and he realizes that his insanity is not getting him to the fear that he wants to get to. So he leaves all the things he did to see if he just needs to isolate himself even further. And get away from humanity even more. And then once he does that he realizes that's not it either. No matter what I do... I'm never going to see the fear that others see because no one is doing it to me. Like that's like he says, um, uh, your quote, the quote that you did, Jay. Yes. He's not. What? Can you say the quote again? Uh, shit. I don't have it immediately ready. Um, because he he basically says in the quote is, it's not. It's. It's. They're not feeling. 
they're not feeling... They're not seeing something that's terrifying, and they're terrified because something... Ah! Yeah, like... I fucked it all they're, up. They're not terrified because they just saw something. Something is happening to them to terrify them. There is an outer force that is terrifying them. And in this situation, it's he is terrifying other people. He is that outer source, but he doesn't have anything to be that outer source towards him. And so I think the end of the movie is him committing suicide. Because the only way he can have that terrifying force is if he does it to himself, which does not work. He thought he, the guy did not kill himself because he was the terrifying force. He was trying to get away from the terrifying force. And in this movie, the only terrifying force we see is the main character onto other people. Right. So that's how I see the movie. Is The end is him admitting he failed. He's just been doing crazy shit to try to figure out the, the, the key to success on how to, how to have that terror show up in his eyes and he can't fucking do it because he needs an outer force and there is no outer force for him to do it because you can't just go out there and run into a serial killer when you're trying. It just happens. It's just happenstance. And because that will never happen to him because he wants it too bad, he tries to do it for for himself in a, in a last attempt at failure and... The fear at the end of the movie is realizing that no matter what, he will never get what he wanted. That's how I see the movie. I will agree with all of that. That makes plenty of sense. Kenneth, what do you what do you think on my theory, or what, or what do you think about this whole fucking movie? Well, um, and I kind of agree with you. I think the the whole thing was a delusion. You know. I've been. I'm trying to figure out what the 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 end game to being in so much fear is. That's that's what I've really been trying to figure out because I mean you know, just the exhilaration of it itself by itself, it just seems like that's not enough for me, personally. I th- I think this so, is just one of those things where a crazy person latched on to something and obsessed about it. Yeah, but see, that's the thing about it. The reason why they obsess about things is, you know, you know from everything that we've read, there's some form of end game to it. Just like people that obsess over, uh, crazy people, the schizophrenics that obsess over religion, there's still an end game. You know? There's always some kind of end game, whether they're fighting the forces of darkness or they want to see angels or okay, so you know, you they want to talk to God. He wants to, but like that. that is his end game. He wants to see that terror that other people I, are. I think what Kenneth is saying, not necessarily is the what he, I don't think he means end game. I think he means the meaning behind it. Why? Oh, gotcha. Like, right, and I get, and I may be looking at it, you know, looking into it too deep, but. I, I don't know. It's It kind of comes from my own personal, the way I look at the world the same way. You know, it's just like, if if it's just to be the, the terror that he's looking for, you know, I mean, if, if he'd really taken the time to think about it, I mean, shit, go to the local zoo and jump into the damn lion thing and slap it on the face and see what happens. Yeah, you're right. That is the, he could have put himself in a situation like that. 
or taking a knife to a police officer or something like that. And I don't know why. I think he was, I think he didn't, this whole process, he doesn't understand. The To me, the Marabito in this movie, the ancient Japanese word referring to a supernatural being who comes from afar or bringing gifts of wisdom spiritual knowledge and happiness is actually the guy who killed himself in the beginning of the movie movie Faroki and that ghost reappearing to him and talking to him because that ghost really is the only thing that talks to him in his head that is kind of nice towards him and pushing him towards the goal that he's seeking and explaining to him but none of it makes sense it's it's pushing him towards the idea of he his happiness is going to come when he finally gets to feel that fear but and this is the supernatural being who would be bringing him gifts of wisdom from the afterlife giving him that knowledge i i i truly believe that Baroki is the marabito i i would agree with that statement um and and we are literally just talking about a a guy who is crazy and is suffering delusions and fixates on this one delusion and just fucking goes down that rabbit hole. While Kenneth was talking about how other people talk to angels or do God's work or something like this, his whole thing was trying to find that fear because if he felt that fear... Maybe he could understand the world. Maybe he could understand why he is the way he is. You know, because we don't know why him and his wife broke up. We don't know why he's on Prozac. We don't know exactly what's wrong with him. So that's kind of left it open-ending, open, open-ended to confuse us. Like, for instance, you know, like what I was saying a minute ago about the end game or whatever. You know, uh, look at it this way. Look at it take the movie frailty and take away the fact that oh, i fucking love frailty so much okay th- that's a prime example what if bill paxton's character was fucking schizophrenic the way that jerry would have liked the movie to go the way it uh, then been. he would have been schizophrenic but my point is is that his end game was because the delusion in his head is that he was killing demons right so but you know what I'm the saying? only different it sounds like you want the delusion in his head to be some like outer force, but really No, it's not just, not a legit outer force. No, no, I, I know, but I'm you saying. want it to be his delusion is him seeing an outer force that's leading him onto a path. But to me, this is one of those things like um uh God is within you. So he is his own god. So he is bringing him his own self to happiness. His end game is to find that fear, and the reason it's because that will bring him to fruition. That will bring him into the world. Once he can understand that unknown, which is why he wants it, that unknown, then he will unlock hidden knowledge within himself. It, it's all in what, the, what, what Faroki as a ghost says to him. That is, that, that is his voice of God. Is that ghost? Do you get what I'm saying? All right. Yeah, I get you. Like, or at least that's how that's how I see it. Um, I do agree with you that they don't do a good job of explaining the why. They show you 
a lot of stuff, but they don't really give you that solid, this is why he's doing all of this. All we get is he wants to see fear, but we don't know why he wants to see fear. And the only reason I can think of is going back to when he's looking at the water and uh, Froki talks about being under pressure. We all came from underwater. I think he's talking about we all came from the same place. We wake up, we go to work, we have the pressure of work and families and all of this on us. And it's too much pressure and it breaks us and it, it can make us snap. And I think that's what's happening here. And his obsession, once he snapped and broke, he was looking for a an answer to a place that could be different than the world he lives in. He was looking for the unknown. That's why he was looking at UFOs and ghosts and all this shit. And it wasn't until he found fear that he goes, fear, that's what I can't, that's, fear is tangible. Fear I can get, fear I can find, fear I can see, I can acquire that. And that's why he focuses in on fear. And that's why he goes through it. Which I didn't come up with until Kenneth started talking about that stuff. Because I didn't question the why until Kenneth questioned the why. And that made me have to find the answer. So, Good job. Thank you, well, Mr. I mean, Solved. Show that's one of the Bye, guys. That's, that's one of the biggest things about me. That's That's what makes my... My my life difficult is because when I when I start looking at things from a, a spiritual point of view, metaphysical point of view, mental point of view, whatever it is, I always want a why. I want a I want a reason. You know, that's the reason why I have such a hard time with religion itself. You know, you got all these people out there with different belief systems and things like that, and I'm just like, well, I want proof. I want a reason why. I want to know why this is the way it is. I want to know, like, if you take Christianity, I want to know why God says this is the way it's got to be. This is the only way that it can be. And if not, you're going to burn for eternity. Well, what's why? If you're the fucking most greatest thing in the world, you know, and you're supposed to know, well, in the universe, and you are and you created the universe, and you made everything and whatever else, then why the fuck does it matter whether I get a tattoo or not? And so looking at this dude in this movie, I'm just like, you know, for, I don't know, to me, just just the fact of terror is not enough for me. And it may be just me and or whatever, but it just doesn't seem like enough. You know what I'm saying? What does the terror do for you? You know, what I mean, like looking at the end of it, you know what I'm saying? What is another thing that gets me is I'm just like, okay, all he's doing is he's staring down death when he's looking at this. Is that why he's afraid? Is because he's afraid of what's coming after, but then that then that contradicts itself because he that's what he's searching for. He's searching for that. You made that comment when you said the shit about the UFOs and whatever else. He's searching for that for that next plane of existence. Yeah, and but he's, he's terrified of it. He says himself, he wa- like he wants to see the fear that the only escape is to kill yourself. Right, but what's he afraid of? Maybe because the only he, the only thing that's right there. The only thing that's really sitting right there in front of him from a literal standpoint is the chick that's sitting there and him hanging out in the damn mountains of madness. If you look at it from a metaphorical standpoint, what is there? What is he afraid of? The you know, hand-drawn it, backgrounds? Hey. No, I, 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 think, <laughs> I, I think it shows like he's like him being afraid of because of, like, I think the ending is about him failing. He is a his true fear 
was him failing. Him find like him finding terror was not going to unlock all the secrets he thought it would unlock. It did not give him the answers he thought he would get. That's what that's what he in the end that's what he's afraid of. It's like being uh, like believing in heaven your whole life only to die to find out you just got reincarnated as a bunny or to find that there's nothing there it's just a void. Like And see that's that, that to me that 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 what you just said scares me and pisses me off at the same time. Because I think that's a very very valid possibility that when we die there's nothing. It's just oblivion. And that pisses me off and scares me all at the same time. Fair enough. And I think that's I, I to me like I said I think the ending is him killing himself either to try to find that last bit of of terror as like like they say like when you die your life flashes behind your uh, before your eyes or maybe right before you die like right before your last second of consciousness you actually get to see what's on the other side and it's not what he thought it was it's not the answers he was wanting it did not well, unlock that, anything that could very well be true that could very well be true because what we're all right, when when he's making out with his with his now we know his daughter when he's yeah, making out with her when he, when style. he right when he cuts the scars onto his face i when i'm watching that scene i'm like i'm looking at it and i'm like okay is he dying bleeding to death bleeding out okay so if he's bleeding out and there whatever what if the rest of it after that is after his death like you just said uh, and the reason, and 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 that would strengthen your point, and be like, okay, well, the reason why he's terrified is because death ain't everything he thought it was cracked up to be. Yeah, and there you go. I mean, I think it makes sense. I to me, that is how I see this film. Like, like those are the explanations that only that make sense to me, with what we're given, with what evidence we have. So I. That's how it is. Do y'all want to get into just rating this bad boy? Uh, yes. All right. One through five Netflix ratings. Jay, what do you got? Uh, we need to change that because Netflix rating is just a thumbs up and thumbs down system now, and it's fucking stupid. Go fuck yourself. We're kicking it old school. Go. I hate it. It's, uh, I'm going to give it a solid 3.5. 3.5. All right. Kenneth? I give it a four. And uh, the reason why I give it a four is because it definitely got my brain going. I also give it a four. I don't think there's tons of rewatchability once you have a conversation on it. Once you have a conversation on because I've seen this movie three times now. And I'm talking about three times in the past. When did I buy this movie? Like three months ago? I don't fucking remember. I don't know, but I think it was like what? Kenneth, what did you say? I said I think it was like three months ago. Yeah. So I've watched it three times since then. I've I've thought about a lot of what it means. I had a bunch of shit, all this shit written down for what I thought it means. Then I deleted all my notes, Dave Z style. And I had to come to this with no notes. Um, but I think I retained most of it and, and got most of it through. Um, so I also... Hey, did better it, than I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I also give it a four. Um only because there's not a lot of rewatchability for me now. I know what the fuck it is to me. I unless someone can give can give me a case for it being something different, I think that's the only way I would end up watching it again. 
I think it's a creepy movie. I think it's a weird movie. This is Japanese weird that I want. This is what I'm asking for. Anything that deals with Japanese society and the disconnection with humanity, and especially as it deals with suicide, that's like my favorite thing. This, uh, Suicide Club, Cairo, I love movies like this. Um, so, I, I solid four for me. I really like it. If it had a bit better rewatchability, I would be at a five. Um, See, another, that's probably what would point and push me to a four. Is I just don't have any, Yeah, is I just don't have any. Like yeah. it wasn't bad. The acting was good, and like we said at the beginning, the well, camera work and the mix of the actor. two he's camera also, styles. The the guy was really who, well. The guy who plays the main character, he's a director. Also, he directed Tetsuo the Iron Man, which is one of the best fucking the body horror. Iron Man or Bullet Man? I uh, it was Bullet Man. The first one's Tetsuo the Iron Man. I think Bullet Man's the second one. I have it. Where the fuck is it? Uh, tease. Tease. Oh, there we go. Uh, let's see. My double pack is Tetsuo the Iron Man and Body Hammer. I don't have Bullet Man. I think that's the third oh. one. The third okay. One's... Well, I don't know. Um. Well, this movie was definitely better than Digging Up the Marrow. Go yes. fuck yourself. I agree. I think y'all are bitches. Yeah, well, I love you too. I don't think that y'all should be allowed to say such things. But yeah, he directed the the Iron Man uh, and Body Hammer, which are two fantastic fucking movies. I had to import the Blu-ray of the first two movies from the UK. Um, he's also in Itchy the Killer as an actor. He's the old dude who's the one that kind of controls Itchy Minds, who at some point takes off his jacket and reveals he's buff as shit. It's crazy. See, Itchy the Killer I like. Itchy the Killer I love. I can't wait for that fucking 4K Blu-ray to come out. Or I think it's just I don't know if it's gonna be a 4K Blu-ray or a 4K scan regular I'd... Blu-ray, probably a 4K scan regular Blu-ray. Either way, super stoked! I'm gonna buy that for sure. Um, so we all rated Marabito pretty high. Um, our next episode to finish out oh. this underground oh. trilogy that I have created, uh, where uh, I would like to say, even though they don't like digging up the marrow as much as they should um it seems they did they do like marabito better and i know both of them love nightbreed i'm probably on the the lowest on nightbreed of the three of us uh six out of five for me wow now we're not even gonna review it guys six out of five from jay uh i'm sure (laughs) kenneth is about to throw a six out of five also Uh kenneth are you a six out of five shit i came on that fucking box that you bought me dude I mean, as soon as you left that day, I was jacking off. Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah, next episode, we will be doing the Nightbreed show, which should be fun. It'll probably be a a much longer show because we have lots to go in on that one. Um, So we also have some other cool stuff coming up. Um, We have another Creature Feature commentary coming up. That's right. Get your bucket of KFC ready. Me and Jay are going to do Critters. Um, we record that tomorrow, um, on the night we record this, not that y'all will hear this, I think the KFC will actually come out before this will, actually. Um. Which is fun, because then we talk about the show we did last night, and it's really like yeah, a time fuck. We did the same thing on KFC. We talked about the show we had recorded the night before, but didn't come out till a week after KFC did. Um, and we also put out, I put out my first episode of the unofficial horror pack movie podcast um 
our horror pack, the unofficial horror pack podcast. I don't know why I threw movie in there. With me and Carly, we reviewed September's box. We'll drop another one at the end of October, beginning of November for the October box. That was a lot of fun. We reviewed Hatchet 3 in that one. So go check that out. And what else do we have coming up, guys? Um, December. I know we've got, I think I've got both of our, I've got at least two shows in December planned out for the most part. November, I don't know what we're doing in November. We have our anniversary show. Ooh, yeah. Um, That's going to be so hot. Yeah, so we will be doing some some Fulci for that in honor because our first episode was a Fulci movie. So every November, I guess, we're going to do a Fulci movie until we run Maybe. out of fucking Fulci movies. Maybe. We'll talk about that off mic. Off mic. <laughs> on, no, that would still be on mic, just off fucking yeah i guess that's fucking true <laughs> off the air i guess is what i meant to say um make sure you grab off the record on the record i make it a record of that for the record <laughs> um so i really want these michael myers socks on fright rags <laughs> boy did you oh uh, fucking kill the cast man shout out to alex edwards of skeleton crew and married with children podcast for buying me that badass Halloween 3 orange sleeve baseball t-shirt from Fright Rags. That shit is fucking bald. I guess I need to buy Alex something so he'll buy me something. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? Why don't you just buy what you want and cut out the middle, man? <laughs> uh, because Alex is a solid dude. Uh, I like, well, he, he did it for my birthday. I owe you, and... Jay, I owe you like three or four things. <laughs> No, you I, don't. I, gotta, I, gotta I buy there. things because I want my friends to be happy, and I think they'll enjoy it. I don't buy them because I want things to return. I jack off my friends so they'll be happy. Well, then I'm coming to visit. All right. Likewise, you gonna you got two hands, and me and Jack be there at the same time. <laughs> I really wish I could like pop my knuckles right now. That would be fucking great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, when we we have eleven iTunes reviews, when we when we hit. 15, I'll do another giveaway. Dave Z won our last one. Um, if you donate to our Patreon, you were entered into all the giveaways. Check out our Patreon. Check out our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook group. Links for all this good stuff is in the description. Um, we will see you next time. Uh, buy a tank top so you can get on this Too Much Tits for Tank. Yeah, hashtag kill the cast. Hashtag Too Much Tits for Tank. Yeah. yeah, you'll want to get on that. And if you don't want to talk, don't know what I'm talking about, you need to get in our Facebook group. Um, yep, you're missing out on some good shit. That you are. So I hope you enjoyed Marabito. Um, you can actually watch it for free on Vudu with a couple of ads. Don't watch it on Shutter unless you understand Japanese. <laughs> and um, next episode will be Nightbreed. So we will see you next yeah. time. Thank you for joining us. We fucking love you all. Jay, do you have any parting words? Sayonara. Sayonara. Um, <laughs> Domo can, arigato. Kill the cast listeners. Yeah, you detrimental robots. Um, Kenneth, <laughs> do you have any parting words? Underwater squat. Oh, oh, fuck. I forgot to say. Uh, from now on, at the end of every episode, there is going to be a song played. You can listen to it or not. That will be chosen by one of us tonight. We do our first one, and that is unrelated, by the way. Just so everyone knows, yeah, it does not have to be related. It is literally just gonna be a random fucking song, yeah. It could be Def Leppard, it could be an obscure rapper. Who the fuck knows what you're gonna get? We literally just like a present, yeah. We just want you to hear it. And this one is Chief Apes, 
Itchy Ma remix, that Korean chap, Underwater Squad, <laughs> uh, 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 Orca Ninjas Rambo. Y'all need fuck? to know. About, y'all need to know about this. Kenneth wanted y'all to know, so y'all later vibe out to this Korean trap. Skirt, skirt, skirt. <laughs> Watch it. It's my Woo! on the water swap. Skip your dirty moment, camera. Skip, skip, skip. Oh, can ninjas go rapper, 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 Take little bank bow to the lizard king. Took DMT by the DMZ, made peace as the middleman. Then I woke up with a 4-5, seeing everybody firing at both sides. We can all dream till then, we can all drink, living fear like Ichabod Crane. I'd be sick of y'all, fuck them all, they do the same thing. Not me, not me, not me. motherfuckers, top three, I cannot be explained. Got the homie Keith 8 with a briefcase and a 38, looking for the nearest currency exchange. Low key, man, I'm gone. Took keys to the blonde, put the D in your broad like. From a broad five P's in a pod, learn to speak in the speech of the gods. On the water, swap, 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 your dirty moment, camel. Oh, can ninjas go rapper, 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 rapper. Lungs full of tar and my tongue out my mouth Head out the window, yo bitch see me out She open her legs, let it talk like me out It's crying, no father, boy please eat me out Ride with no tent, I don't hide from no funk Come catch these hands, don't confide in no pump The way I came in is the way I go out Born in a pussy, I'll die in the cunt So 
before you get any got jizz in a stump of my hole in your ass cause I'm straight out the swamp while the drums in a bass go bar rum pa pum pum Exchanging the smoke, I reside in the lungs. Exchanging the fluids, reside on their tongues. Be five, four, and come up but under none. Father be the one to five, spend my nun, yeah. On the water, squat. Squat. Your dirty moment, cap. Straight, straight, straight. All the ninjas go rapper. Rapper, rapper, rapper. Seven got me going ape shit. We got me wasted. Walk up in this bitch like I'm Asian. Been a minute since I've been in Shibuya. God damn it, been a long vacation. Keep faith in the cut like Fredo. I'm gonna be alright. Better duck when you see his K blow. He gonna take your life. All of my ninjas with the knife. ASAP mob, we gon' rep every day. Underwater squad, yeah, we the killer whales. Finna get wet with the heat when we spread. Fuck them enemies. You can find me, my boy, with my ninjas every day. 